Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna recap Monday Night Football Week 3 and, of course, break down Thursday Night Football and give out our picks and our prop bets. And uh, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the Monday night, the doubleheader of Monday Night Football between the Rams and Bengals and the Eagles and Bucks. And then give us your picks for Thursday Night Football, Lions versus Green Bay at Green Bay. And, of course, these are your hosts for the show. I'm Paul Pick'em, Win'em, Concha, and I'm joined with... You already know, man. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, your boy, a.k.a. the Dom P.Y.E. And I'm in this bitch with the beautiful Miss Mia Bella over here on my lap and shit. So, Paul, I had class yesterday, right? But I was watching the games indirectly Monday night. It was a vibe. I really did not want to watch this Bengals. And Rams game, because I know I had Joe Burrow starting in fantasy. And I'd already lost. I was okay with that. I just didn't want no more reasons to get mad. You feel me? So what game do you want to start with first? Uh, let's just go down how it – what happened first. We had – we start with the NFC matchup between the Eagles and the Bucks, where we – I mean, both of us 2-0 and on the Monday night games. Uh, before we jump into the games, let me give out our record on this uh, week. Uh, I won week two. I mean, week three. I went eleven and five. And Kev, you scraped together a winning season. You went nine and I mean, winning week. You went nine and seven. Thankfully, with those uh, Monday night games and Sunday night games. And we're not right now. We're sitting at I'm ahead by one game, twenty nine and nineteen to Kev's twenty eight and twenty. So I mean. We had a back and forth. Kev was leading the first two weeks. I just took the lead, so it feels kind of good. I got to tout that. And I got to tout, I had three prop bets for Monday night, went two and one. And all of this was in this game. A.J. Brown over the Cade um, and the Chris Godwin under six catches. So in the game, <laughs> in the game itself, I think it went exactly how I thought it would go. Like the Bucks finally ran into a really good defense. They finally ran into a team that wasn't like a, a push. Like the Vikings on paper are good, but they're 0-3 right now. We'll see how that win really weighs out. Um, so, like, I think that, like, we finally got to see, like, the real Bucks and the real Baker. Uh, Baker didn't look too hot. Of course, he has the fourth quarter touchdown to Mike Evans to make things look better. But all in all, I feel like both defenses came to show up. Like, Baker throwing interceptions and Jalen Hurts, I think, threw two interceptions. So, like, defenses came to show up and play. But the Eagles' offense is just – it's similar to, like, the Chiefs 49ers, not to that extent, but, like, even on an off day, they're going to put up 21-plus. Like, they just have they just have too much talent and weapon. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I seen a stat the other day. The Eagles are 21-1. 20, 21-1 in the last two seasons. Jalen Hurts is a starter in the last two seasons, like – this Eagles team, after this game, they said that, like, they're still not having peak yet. They're still, like, figuring things out. They're still working things out. They're still they – use. we still haven't seen nothing yet. And the boys are 3-0 right now. So this Eagles team meshing, people like DeAndre Swift looking like a fucking monster. RB1, a real RB1 over there. Paul, you had me. You said – I said Devontae Smith was going to eat. You said nope. This is AJ's Brown, AJ Brown's game to eat. And Beavis. Yes. So they look good. They look good. I respect it. And the biggest thing ever is this old line. They call it what the tush push. Like, you're not stopping these niggas on third and one, fourth and one. That's not an issue. 
There's nothing you're doing against. Until somebody, and they do it to everybody. They did it in the Super Bowl. That tush push. That's like, oh, yeah, we just going to go right behind asses and keep it moving. You know what we're going to do. And y'all not going to do shit about it. So this Eagles team is just moving well, like a well-oiled machine. The Bucks lost. You know, I love those. Love those. You need those that. Just, the whole division needed that right now. I mean, we all lost this week. We started off three and zero. Now we're all we all started off two and zero, and now we're all um, two and one. Except for so the Panthers. Except for the Panthers. Oh yeah, the Panthers. We forgot. We be forgetting they're in the NFL sometimes. But I mean, the Bucks are just showing that they're gonna just have more and more questions asked all season because motherfucking Baker and Chris Godwin, they're doing some Odell, some Baker and Odell shit right now, like. We know that he fucks with Mike Evans. Mike Evans and him got the connection. They're going to eat. Mike Evans can play with any quarterback. You can respect that. But the rest of this offense, there's nothing there, like not even slightly. And aren't they missing an the O-lineman right now too? They are. Well, Jensen would got hurt before the season started. He, he He's basically going to retire because he's already at like that stage of his career, torn ACL. It's like might as well just retire type shit. But, I mean, the I just feel like, the Eagles, uh, like the Bucks, I knew. Like I don't have too much takeaways on the Bucks. I thought they were gonna lose this game. Like I thought, I'm like yeah, the Eagles are just a better team here, defensively, offensively. But I think the biggest takeaway to me is like it's more on the Eagles side. Like yes, the Eagles uh, put up what uh, twenty five points. Uh, they got multiple interceptions from Baker, but Jalen Hurts can't throw two interceptions. Like this is a this Jalen Hurts this year isn't the same Jalen Hurts of last year where we just didn't see many mistakes from. Like, uh, so, like, that's just my biggest takeaway on the Eagles is just, like, every like this game, A.J. Brown ate. We got the A.J. Brown game everyone's been waiting for. But it, maybe they were trying to force too much to A.J. Brown. I'm not too sure. But I just feel like the Jalen Hurts two interceptions kind of, like, moving forward, are we, is, this, is Jalen Hurts slowly turning into, like, Josh Allen, not to that extent, but just a little bit more careless with the ball because he just, you know, like, you know, when people in offenses are feeling themselves, they're willing to do more reckless shit. And I don't want that because the Eagles last year, what made them so different was because they weren't doing reckless shit. Like they were literally just marching down the field, scoring points. Third, Like you said, third and one, give me. Fourth and one, a give me. Like they just had a methodical offense that couldn't be stopped. And in this season – we see multiple games now where Jalen Hurts are throwing like kind of iffy picks that this isn't Jalen Hurts like. Yeah, you think they're more like on based on the pull the trigger. They they have more pull the trigger mindset versus yeah, like, he does, he's too comfortable. Before he was playing for his job because people was like, oh, is Jalen Hurts even a starting quarter? Is he even that good of a quarter? Like he was playing for his job, and now I feel like his job is secured, and he might be trying to playing a little not not to that same mentality that he had last season. He, he got the bag too this summer, didn't he? He did. It might also be the bag curse because right, everyone with the bag don't know how to act with the bag. Yeah, that's just real, man. I mean, we'll see what goes on for them. And I think I think you're right because if this is the 49ers, those two interceptions are costly. Yeah, that's what made the Eagles so deadly was because, like, you had to play a perfect game against them because they weren't going to fuck up. Yeah, actually Chiefs. And now, and now we're seeing a little bit of fuck ups, and it's just like, yo, like this isn't your brand of ball. What are y'all doing? I still think they're a top three team in the NFL. Like even with that all being said, with the way everything's shaking out, I think they're a top three team. Why? Offensive line, defensive line is going to eat every week. There's, there's so much talent on this team where they're gonna, even with the mistakes, they look good. 
My favorite part of this secondary. Yeah, secondary going. Bradbury Island, full in effect for Chris Godwin. Like I said, it will be the Slay versus uh, Evans show over there. Evans will do his thing here and there. I mean, he got like five catches, but it was like on 11 targets. So, like, Slay did his job for most of the point. Like, there was a couple times he didn't. But, like, for most of the game, he did his job. And a lot of the yardage did come in the fourth quarter when they're up. And then Chris Godwin, Bradbury just shut him down all game. Like, that, like they defensive-wise, very talented. Jalen Carter, already rookie season, looking like a top-five defensive tackle. Like, PSG yeah. he's blowing up the inside. He got a half a sack this game to finally get on the board with the sacks. Like, he's just – he's looking like the next Aaron Donald, which is crazy to say. I was like, they're saying that this young dick – so this – everybody's been rapping about the core four for the Steelers, right? Truthfully, not the Steelers, the Eagles. Core four for the Eagles. I don't know who the core four was, but this – but they they be able to put a lot of respect on the young front seven, right? It was Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargreave last year. This year, Brandon Graham – um, Hassan Reddick and uh Fletcher Cox. I know Fletcher Cox retired, I believe. So then they brought in somebody else, but then they got Devon Carter filling up the inside now. No, that shit is crazy. Nice for him. But yeah, so shout out this Eagles team. They're gonna. I just want to see them continue to um mesh, continue to gel, and get back to their things. Figure out the balance of what they're trying to do between the pulling the trigger and the methodical just methodical damn near perfect games figure out the balance between that shit because i want to see it happen well what about this other game this other game like i said it before we started this game was a game on paper before the season started a lot better before that like before it actually came up we had them mm. versus the Bengals. uh Bengals get the win 19 to 16 a very tough game like defensive stout a lot of there weren't a lot of big plays it was just like good defense was being played, and then like honestly, I was more shocked when people started when people scored versus when they weren't scoring. <laughs> Burrow and uh, you also said before we started, you shout out to Burrow. Burrow playing on the injury, the calf, the calf injury, and like it's not the same as like an ankle or an arm. Like people were explaining how like calf injuries will linger. Like that's not something that goes away in a week or two. Like you'll feel that for the whole season because you're not going to take the weeks off to actually recover. Facts. And remember, motherfucking, that's the, um, that's just throwing for two. That's when you, um, you Plant. put that plants. Put that power into it, yeah. And with people like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on your team, you, you kind of need to plant a lot. And uh, uh, I feel like I should have hit on this because I hit on it in the first game. I should have took a bet on this game. The diva, it's the diva syndrome. Like AJ Brown got fed this game um, in the first game we talked about because he was barking at a uh, uh, Jalen last game, and then this game coincidentally, yeah, and it coincidentally, Jamar Chase is talking to the media, talking about we need to take more shots down the field. We need to get the like we got Ferrari, you know, like we need to use me basically, put me in the game, coach, and. This game, he gets this like twelve catches, a hundred or something. He gets, we get the Jamar Chase game we've been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I was hoping to see a touchdown too, but can't ask for everything. But I was hearing some stats that like Jamar Chase, like his rookie season, he averaged like eighteen point four, and then his next season, I want to say twelve 
point seven yards per catch. I'm guessing you're talking about, right? Yeah, yards per um, catch, and then also, and then you got motherfucking this year. I think he's averaging like nine point four. Like it's tough. It's tough. It's the, tough. Uh, to put into perspective, what that like Justin Herbert rookie season where he lit at the world on fire. He was like top five in yards per throw. And then last season when the offense was mediocre, he was last in yards per throw. Like, that's the difference between a great offense and an eh offense is those average yards per catch, average yards per throw, all that stats. Facts. So that's where, like, they're going through it right now with the Bengals. Like, I don't know. The Bengals can go a lot of different ways. But it's only got they're going to have to take their time and pray that there are no setbacks. But – how do you feel like the game went? Very defensive. Shout out Logan Wilson, I think his name was. the one. Uh, he got two interceptions for the Bengals. I feel like Stafford played like that Stafford game that we like kind of been waiting for. He had, he's been playing almost flawless football. Like People have been talking about he's got nobody out there and he's still putting up 300 yards. And then he comes into this game, maybe feeling himself a little too much. He gets two ducks up and out of there, two interceptions for the Bengals, to the same guy, too. And the mm-hmm. Bengals took, took advantage of the field position. Jamar Chase is kind of unguardable. Like, that. Like there's a Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like, those are, the, honestly, the top – and Devontae Adams. Like, those are the top receivers in the league, and it's kind of like a little bit of a jump between them and the next person. Uh, but Joe Burrow, he, he played well. I just think uh, – this the Bengals the Bengals are weird because you don't want to throw the ball all the time because then you're then like the the offensive line's getting tired because instead of them being able to run block and go towards somebody they have to play defensive and get their ass hit all game so you don't want to you don't want to pass the whole game but when they try to run the ball they just don't know how to like they got talent in Joe Mixon but it's just I don't know if it's the scheme, if it's the play calling, just at the wrong time. Uh, maybe they're just they have uh, tails that the defense can read, like they can read the offense and be able to stop the run. But when they try to run the ball, it just doesn't work. Like every even last season, like Joe Burrow is playing out of his mind for it to like not show. But like Joe Mixon is like he gets a thousand yards, but he isn't the Ferrari of all these other thousand yard rece- uh, running backs. Like he's that the station wagon barely pulling up into the fucking like <laughs> like that that no mixing with the fuck the gaskets blowing up and all of a sudden he gets the thousand yard mark like we did it boys we made it we made it to our destination I didn't think we would but we did and <laughs> it I feel like it's just kind of showing right now like he's like it's not I don't want to say it's Joe Mixon's fault he is getting older but it is it it just doesn't work and you don't want to not run the ball because you need you need to get the defense to kind of come up to get the open shots downfield to work but it just doesn't work at all. I don't know that that's something I that's one of my biggest takeaways no that's fact i heard some shit that um the bengal's the bengal's had the motherfucking i want to say they threw it 50 times almost 50 times and only ran it maybe 20 20 times like there's a big difference in the motherfucking um in their rushing and shit like that. So they gotta figure even with Joe Burrow hurt, they're still throwing the fuck out of this bitch. So this offense is gonna be going through it all season long. 
But what about the Rams? My dog motherfucking Pakua. What that's his name, Pakua? He, he Puka. Puka. He had a he had an average, he had a average good game. Twelve receptions, seven seventy two yards, I think. Or something like that. I gotta pull it up actually. Uh, he had five catches for seventy two. You got the Jamar Chase that uh flip oh, okay. Yeah, but he had five catches for seventy two yards. And uh I mean he you gotta come back down to earth eventually. Like Yeah. <laughs> But that's still the record, the most catching in the first three games ever type shit. And uh, I think it the, for them, it was the Rams' woes was the offensive line and the similar thing with the Bengals. That's why I feel like both offenses struggled is they couldn't get their run game set up. Maybe the defenses both came to show. But Kyron Williams, he didn't do shit. Like, Kyron Williams was getting stuffed like one – every. you know how discouraging it is? Like, you're going to go on first down to run the ball and you get like one yard. And you're like, fuck it, all right. And think of yourself as a quarterback. Like, all right, fuck it, we're running on second down. Now you get another, like, maybe zero yards. And so now it's third and nine. Where, like, now you're thinking to yourself, maybe if I would have threw a little short pass on first down to get four yards, we would have been a little closer. Like, like you know how discouraging it is to constantly give the ball to the running back throughout a four-quarter game and then get, like, one or two yards and then know you only have one or two more plays to go get the rest? Like, <clears throat> so, I like – I feel like maybe the Cam Akers trade was a little early. If maybe like you didn't like you, Kyron Williams had a good two games. First game where people thought Cam Akers was going to be running back, and then the second game when Cam Akers didn't even play and he got put him in, and he had a great game. And then next thing you know, Cam Akers is out the door after that great game. Like I, I just feel like maybe Kyron. I don't want to. I don't want to say he's not that guy, but maybe I'll pull the trigger on a trade on like a really good running back a little early. I mean, it's tough to call Cam Akers a good running back. I don't think he was good in that scheme. He probably is talented, though, physically. But I think it's interesting how they maneuver with Kyron Williams because Kyron Williams played 100% of the snaps. That's how thin their running back room is. So, like, that's pretty crazy on the line. He's a good – he's probably a good pick for pickup for fantasy because, like, they there's a chance – There's that no one else running. there. Like, he yeah, – they if they need to run that bitch in the three at the three if they're on the three yard line they run that bitch it's going to him for sure like you don't got to worry about shit you don't have to worry about another running back in, coming in to steal like the pass catching work like if he's gonna throw it to the running back there's only one running back to throw it to like you're gonna get two or three catches at least no that's facts but that shit don't matter at all if you can't motherfucking because this ain't no this ain't no motherfucking PPR points per rush it's only reception baby. So you getting a bunch of receptions, you're playing a bunch of snaps and not getting no production. That shit is tragic. Especially look, how, look how bad these teams were. Look, uh, third down efficiency for both teams. Rams, one for 11. Bengals, wow. five for 17. Uh, then you go down a little bit. Yards per pass, Rams, five. Bengals, four. Uh, interceptions, two to one. Rushing yards, uh, two point nine for the Bengals per attempt. Like there was, like there was this no real offense. And then, uh, to my final point and to highlight is passing first downs for the Rams twelve, rushing first downs two. Bengals passing first downs fifteen, rushing first downs five. Huh. Like one thing was getting you working and getting you to the next, getting you to the next play. Whereas the other thing wasn't wasn't working for you. 
moving forward though, Kev, do you see either one of these? Like, do you think this game was a game the Bengals needed to get that one dub to keep it moving? Do you think they're just gonna continue to struggle? Or do you uh and same on the NFC side, the Rams, do you think this was just a bump in the road to keep it moving and actually continue having like a productive season? And this is still without Cooper Cup. Or do you think the the, the Rams like this was the game that showed their true colors? Yeah, I'm never I haven't been a big believer in the Rams all season. I'm not definitely not gonna start now. Nah, I'm not gonna just dismiss them as if they're not a team that can do things to be in the talks. But their division is already hard enough. You got the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Seahawks to worry about. Yeah, that division is tough. So, like, they got bigger bigger fish to fry over there. And how about the Bengals? Do you think this is the game they needed to get the wins rolling? Or do you think that you didn't see anything out of them yet to even – they're still the same team moving forward? I mean, this one was nice. It definitely probably helped their self-esteem and, like, boost them. Boost morale over there. Shout out Joe Burrow for playing on the that hurt calf, risking a setback to make sure his team his team had a chance to win. But I'll we just see we'll just see if he as this stuff reoccurs, as he um continues to get healthy, even though the, the process is slow because of the season, and we'll see because the Bengals do start slow every year. We know that. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see if this is. They slowly if they slowly get better every um every week I can I can believe in this Bengals team. I don't think Joe Burrow is going to MVP, but <laughs> you can believe in this Bengals team. But if they're not if they're like going up and down, T Higgins stays disappearing like no side of T Higgins like I don't know. All right, let's get into our Thursday night game. We got Thursday night football picks and the Thursday night football props where. Fun fact, I've been last week props. I had a clean sleep, a, a queen, a clean sweep. I think I went four and zero on my prop bets for Thursday night football. Nice Thursday, and then Monday night I went two and one. So like on primetime games right now, six and one back to back weeks. Like in a, I'm on a little heater. So this, uh, stay tuned. We got the Detroit Lions going to Lambeau, Green Bay, hosting them boys. Green Bay's a one and a half point underdog at home to the Lions. Green Bay coming off a, a comeback win against the Saints, and whereas the Lions took care of business at home against the Falcons. Kev, I'm going to throw it up to you. How do you feel about this game going into uh, Thursday night? Steelers watched me eat a whole ass Oreo raw. <laughs> Two milk. And to pass it to me immediately. In this respect, exactly he be doing me in America. Niggas are niggas in Russia would never do me like this. But you gotta remember the last time we saw the Lions versus the Packers. Is the reason why it was the last game of the season last year. Lions spoiled the Packers making it into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers last um last um time at Lamb playing on Lambo. And Randall Cobb. Last walk off the field for Lambo. You telling me they're gonna run this back. And I know Matt LaFleur and them is hot. I know they upset. I know they feel like, man, fuck these motherfuckers. We're gonna come fuck this shit up. But me personally, if I was Vegas, I would have put the line at five. And I bet you some motherfuckers still would have betted that bitch. 
because I like this line seeing her come fuck up the Packers. So Aaron Jones probably is playing. Like he's looking to play. Romeo Dobbs will be playing again. Um and Kristen Watson, I believe, could be making his debut as well for the Packers. So that also is the uh I forgot the note. Does that change your pick at all? Does it change your thought process? I knew Kristen Watson. I didn't know Aaron Jones, but I'm not expecting great games out of them. You think they're going to be used more as like decoys and like limited usage, or do you just think the Lions defense is coming to play? I was say, I think they're going to go out there and do their thing, but I think it's Lions defense. I saw them neutralize my land of Falcons last week. They're going to come fuck some shit up. Damn, I really was hoping we were going to be split on this pick. I don't know how. Like, you're the one that was t- screaming on. The only reason why the the um Packers offense has scored so much against the Falcons was because of those two pass experiences calls. I was it's like, yeah, you're right. It was off the same shit. <laughs> and on top of it, the Saints didn't have Derek Carr, and then that's when the Packers make their return. Mm. Uh, they also didn't have Jair Alexander out there against the Saints, too but I think he might be coming back as well. So, like, the Packers are getting healthy for this game, so that does worry me. But I just feel like I've seen more out of this Lions offense and defense uh, together as a unit. I really think the Lions are going to come in as bullshit. I just think Jordan Love, even with his weapons, ain't, I just don't like Jordan Love yet. He hasn't proven to me yet that, like, he's somebody that I really have to sit here and be like, okay, at home, Jordan Love is a – like, the same thing Jared Goff proved to me when he went to the Lions is what Jordan Love's going to have to prove to me with the Packers. I haven't really uh, really seen it yet. I do like the uh, Lions as well. And more, I just think uh, where the Packers might struggle maybe – I think the Packers might struggle early. And whereas the Lions are going to come out maybe score early. And if it, if it turns like 14-0 or 17-3 type shit going into halftime, getting near the halftime – Coming out of the second half, I feel like the Packers might abandon the run game a little bit more. And if they start abandoning the run game, that's like, to me, their whole bread and butter. If they don't have the run game going, we're going to see an ugly Packers game. And I really, I think the Lions get the dub here. I think this Lions team is legit. I slept on them first game. I had to root against them last week. And then I picked them against the um, Seahawks. That's the game they lost to the team. But this Lions team is legit. This defense is fucking crazy. This motherfucking D-line is fucking vicious. Like, that's the best word for them. Vicious. Taking, taking, take, kicking asses and taking names. Like, you feel me? Kicking asses and taking names. I like that. Yeah, this defense, these D-line has been my favorite thing to watch all season. I can already tell. So, yeah, I'm back on my Lions. My, I've been drinking the Lions juice again, and I really got the Lions winning this one. All right. Well, let's get uh I got a couple prop bets I'm gonna give out here. It's gonna be I got for the tight ends of this game, Sam Laporta, who's having a great ass season, Lions tight end. Um I gotta check it. I gotta make a trade for him as we speak. Yeah, he's been killing it at tight end, definitely replacing TJ a fellow Iowa player, just like TJ Hawkinson, and he's replacing TJ Hawk. And he's doing a hell of a job doing it. Definitely he's tied in one over there. People had questions coming into the year. He's having a great year. 
But I actually have his under, which is under four and a half receptions. And I've been high on him all year so far, killing his overs. But this week, I think it's going to be an under for him just because uh, I think if the Lions come out to a lead, they're not going to throw the ball that much. We see a lot of David Montgomery, Jamar Gibbs, uh, Craig Reynolds. And if they're not throwing it too much, even though Laporta's a dog, I don't think he's going to get five catches. So give me the under Laporta. And also, he just had a great game. You can definitely see the Packers defense honing in on him for this week. And then on the flip side for the Packers tight end, Luke Musgrave, another rookie tight end as well. Got the stash. Uh, but he was like a late-round pick who actually showed up balling that training camp. Still great. Uh, I got him over three-and-a-half receptions. I could see, like I said, I just think this game might be uh, uh, Packers trying to come back. They have to throw the ball a lot. They're throwing the ball a lot. I like Luke Musgrave, the number one tight end over there. Jordan Love maybe safety blanket. Getting over three and a half catches. Nice, nice, nice. I do fuck with the tight end on this team. And then my other two would be for the quarterback, Jared Goff under one and a half passing touchdowns. I think this is going to be a run-heavy game. The Packers do have a great pass defense. Uh, run defense has yet to really be shown, so I think we could – I mean, they did stop B. John and them boys, but that's also the Falcons' only really – big threat is on the ground. So whereas the Lions can do both, I think we'll see a big run game here. And Jerigoff under one and a half passing touchdowns. And then to uh, wrap me out for passing yards, I got uh, – actually, that yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Jerigoff under 252 and a half passing yards. Again, I think it'll be a run-heavy game. Packers have a great pass defense. Jared Goff on the road doesn't typically show up that great as a passer. So I I think we'll see a lot of run from the Lions. So give me the under on his passing touchdowns and passing yards. But the, yeah, this is crazy. Those are my four. Those are my four props. Again, 4-0 last Thursday night football, 2-1, 6-1 right now in back-to-back primetime games. So fuck with me. I'm, I'm out here picking winners. I respect it, but you really don't think they finna throw these bits. I'm gonna sit there thinking like, damn, even the even the yards. Oh, it's probably dangerous. Yeah, I'm, I, it's it's a correlated. These props are very correlated. It, it has to like if it has to go how I see it going for that to really work. Like if the pack, if it comes out to be a close game, of course Jared Goff's gonna be airing that bitch out too. So I'm just you know you gotta pick a path and just follow that path. And I I just have those are the props are all correlated together. Hell yeah, man. But we glad to hear him, man. Anything else for them boys? Other than that, this is gonna be a fun Thursday night football game, I think. I love like this year's Thursday night football is way better than last year so far through uh four weeks now. Nice, nice, nice. But that'd be it for me. Uh, anything you guys say on these games or the recap before we head out? I mean, I'm looking forward to this game. This is a, I like to watch. I'm low key watching the Packers like indirectly because I'm likely to see like, oh, this is a new era. We're getting to watch it changing the regard in real time, so it's kind of cool. So, but I, you know, how I feel about my Lions. God and motherfucking see them boys win and see them boys shine. And this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast, your mother truckers. We broke down the Monday night football game, the Thursday night preview. In the future, we'll probably be doing fantasy football on these episodes. I got to tell you about how my fantasy team is fucking up. 
but we'll get into that later. In the meantime, I need y'all to make sure y'all go tune into the boxing episode. We got Charlo versus Charlo versus motherfucking Canelo Alvarez in this motherfucker. No UFC this week. And don't forget we're gonna hit you with the week with the um Thursday the, the Thursday recap and the full week slate on the preview. So make sure you stay tuned in, man. If you didn't know, I'm your boy Kev Waterboy Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham winning concert. And D don't mind telling you again that this is the Totally Blitz podcast and that you and all them dudes that keep eating out your bowl is a bitch.